0: Hi everyone, and welcome to my podcast. It's Dr. Kamari Valentine here. I'm a clinical psychologist based in Dunedin, New Zealand. The mum of four, um, also a survivor of the family court system, which is relevant to what I'm going to talk to you about today in in passing. Um, And I'm really delighted that you're joining me. Today, I want to talk about stress, and I would like to share with you six things that made a difference last week when I had a week with extra stresses that I was um, contending with. and also some um, some background about the nervous system because it ties into one of the strategies or group of strategies that I used, and a resource uh, that I have for you for managing stress and helping both your body and mind, because as we know, they are connected. Okay, so, um, so why don't I talk about stress itself? and how our nervous system is involved in stress. When we're faced by something that we think is a demand or a threat, threat being the operative word, our body pulls together a sequence of events that we call the fight-flight-freeze, and for completeness, flop or fawn, responses that are governed by the autonomic nervous system, known as the ANS, and the endocrine system. So when we see that something is stressful, when we interpret it as as a threat, um, we we feel uh, there are demands. We feel that these exceed our capabilities. The sympathetic nervous system, which is a branch of that autonomic nervous system gets mobilized okay it starts responding it releases or triggers the release of adrenaline and noradrenaline from our adrenal glands and this gives us a whole variety of physical symptoms that help us escape from danger or withstand danger we have increased heart rate our blood pressure goes up we breathe shallowly and rapidly and you might recognize these symptoms if you become panicky uh, overwhelmed or have a panic attack it is it is the same mechanism here at play these changes are very much about your body trying to prepare for action to keep you safe it's just that in this age what triggers stress might be an email where it is not necessarily about keeping you physically alive compared to times in the past when the sense of danger was, was something like a tiger jumping out at you and where your, your whole body had to really activate to remove you from the danger. Okay, so in, in combination with that CNS, um, the sympathetic nervous system doing its job with adrenaline and noradrenaline. The hypothalamus in your brain activates what is known as the HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. And what's released here is a corticotropin releasing hormone, CRH, and this stimulates the pituitary gland the tiny pituitary gland so impl- so important for circadian rhythm uh, it stimulates that pituitary gland to release adrenocorticotropic hormone or ACTH and what this does is signal the adrenal glands to release cortisol so many people know that cortisol is kind of synonymous with stress Um, And what this does is it helps mobilize energy, reserves, and regulate various physiological processes to cope with stress over the longer term. So once the stressor is removed, and and remember this is a tricky one for, for some people because the stressor may not be removed or the threat may not fully subside. We might be living with a background level of threat or stress that means that these systems are constantly going. But let's say it's removed, then then feedback mechanisms come uh, come around in order to dampen the stress response. So cortisol um, gives a message to the hypothalamus and pituitary uh, stopping further release of CRH and ACTH, and the body gets a chance to be restored to its pre-stress state. Now, in my work, the baseline level of tension or stress that people carry is high. So a return to baseline does not necessarily mean a return to um, relaxation or a state of um, calm alertness. It means Less anxiety or less panic, and this is this is where something I frequently say about uh, the interventions we do comes in. But but let me finish by saying, let me finish this section by saying that while the stress response is very adaptive in the very short term. What we know is that chronic stress can really, really wear us down. And when we get prolonged activation of these biological systems, we get dysregulation of the HPA axis. And then we have persistently high cortisol levels and a whole raft of health problems, both physical and psychological. And of course, those interrelate issues such as anxiety, depression. a risk of cardiovascular disease, and difficulty with our immune functioning. So body and mind, as you can hear, are really, really intertwined. And that's why when, when I'm talking about strategies to soothe the nervous system, I'm speaking very much about this dual relationship, that the strategies that we're doing are not only about Trying to acquire calm or a calmer space, trying to connect with ourselves instead of being um, overwhelmed and not fully present and struggling to even think, um, but also to decrease anxiety and distress. Um, we're working though with body systems and what we what we also want to see. Are things like decreased breathing rate, decreased heart rate, decreased tension, and even though we can't uh, easily see it, that the level, that level of um, cortisol and adrenaline drop. Okay, so the the resource I have for you, I'll, I'll put a link in, in the description of this podcast, are five strategies that I routinely recommend to clients to help regulate the nervous system. And these are my favorite strategies. Um, if you have my mindfulness cards, um, I have a deck of 90 mindfulness-based self-care cards. Some of the strategies are Uh, mentioned in five of the cards there are uh, but like I say there are there are 90 of those cards but the five strategies uh, that you can get for free I have audio and um, a written guide about them are about really trying to utilize some resources that we have the exercises for example include Using grounding, which is a strategy about bringing our attention to the here and now, because when we're in that fight, flight, freeze, flop, fawn, it's really hard to be fully present. The pumping of adrenaline means that our attention is diverted outside of ourselves. It is, and where our attention is kind of captured by trying to race and think ahead rather than being fully present and able to take in information right now. And I recommend that those strategies are used preventatively as well as reactively. So remember how I said that for many people, the baseline of anxiety or stress is actually reasonable. This means that while we might use the strategies in the moment, right, to get um, to get a decrease, we really want to see the use even when you're not feeling so stressed. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but we want you to really chip away at that baseline. Okay. And when you're doing it, when you're less overwhelmed, you build up the muscle to, to get traction when you are more overwhelmed okay because when you're trying to do something and you're feeling overwhelmed it's really hard to apply the strategy and the strategy if you will has more work to do okay so i hope you find that useful so i thought i would tell you about last week so last week was extra busy um for me um my Kids were back at school. Uh, probably last week was week two, so, so still settling into after-school activities and um, paying for different activities and coordinating ri- um, uh, how to get them to activities. And um, my diary opened for bookings. So people had booked in from November, and I probably had three times the work that that I generally try to. Have in a week and my lovely husband was away for work with the week and I had um, the four kids to to navigate to three different um, uh, places in the morning and pick up and so on um, so here are six things that I'm pleased I did and When I first thought of this list, I thought of 10 things, but it just goes to show that you need to write things down. Okay, so the first thing I did that I'm really pleased about is I really focused on my nutrition. Um, Those of you who have been following me for a while know that I really credit Bridget Foliaki Davis uh, for her anti-inflammation food for the lifestyle um, that is part of Bridget's Healthy Kitchen or BHK and I really really love this. So even though it took effort I held strongly to the idea that during a busy time I especially needed um, good food and to care for myself from the gut upwards Okay, so that was really good, and I regularly take a B-complex. I recommend looking into it rather than rushing ahead and um, taking it willy-nilly, but the B-complex group get drained during times of stress, and I I notice for myself that I start becoming really tired when I don't, um, when I miss uh, the supplementation. Okay. So, um, oh, and, and I feel like there's another topic in here about the role of nutrition and mental health. Um, I think at this stage, what I'll do is direct you to the work of Julia, Dr. Julia Ruckledge, Professor Julia Ruckledge at the University of Canterbury, who has just written a gigantic amount of it and undertaken clinical trials. But nutrition was one of my pillars. Um, Number two, I bought in help. So we're very lucky to be able to have somebody that I can pay to help just move things along in the morning, Um, help with my toddler in particular, help empty um, the dishwasher. And um, now what I've noticed, and this is where my idea of deeper self care comes in what i've noticed is that even if money isn't an issue because the absolute cost it, it isn't an issue for people the issue is about letting somebody into your home giving yourself permission to do to do that um knowing that you don't have to do it yourself. So there's a there's a deeper discussion here, but I want to point out that there are alternatives. And for me, something that helped, that I'm pleased about, was that I brought in help. The third thing was that I contacted my core people. These are people who know about what happens for me. And I told them that the week was looking like it was and suggested that they send me memes and that I appreciated them checking in on me. I'd like to say the fifth thing was about sleep, but I have a toddler who doesn't believe in sleep. So instead, what I focused on was rest, um, even if I couldn't necessarily sleep. And this led me to a really helpful meditation that I developed to allow myself to get to sleep even when woken up. Yeah I was I was very surprised by how it worked and um, I have more to tell you about that on a different occasion I need to record that meditation. Okay, the other thing, taking a note out of my toddler's book, was saying no. As as a default, um, this is very hard for me to do, but I tried to say no rather than yes. My toddler, by the way, will routinely just say no. (laughs) And then um, finally, so maybe this is seven points, I routinely did the exercises that I am encouraging you um, to do when you downloaded that um, that guide uh, you will see five exercises my my favorite exercise is tapping my sternum point I often do this in session with clients this is a point that mediates fear but also courage and it isn't just about this point, but tapping it in a validating, kind way, in a reassuring way. When I do it, I try to do it to acknowledge what is happening that right now this is a stressor, right now I'm feeling overwhelmed or busy, and that. I'm really recognizing and seeing that. And in this tone of voice, what you hopefully hear, that it is counter to to telling yourself off and saying you should be doing more, doing better. Because that kind of approach backfires. So, So once again, there's a link to those five techniques to reset and soothe the nervous system. Hopefully you've got more of an understanding um, or a a reminder of uh, some of those parts of the nervous system. And I hope that the strategies or a reminder about the strategies um, helps ease stresses in your day. Let me know if anything in this podcast speaks especially to you. Um, if there's something you'd like me to expand on or there's a there's a topic that you think would be cool to hear about, I'd love to hear from you on Facebook, I'm Dr. Com- on Facebook and Instagram, I'm Dr. Kamari Nz. And you can hear a variety of my mindfulness-based tracks on Spotify, iTunes, um, YouTube and more. Okay, everyone, really nice to connect with you in this way. Um, Take care and talk soon.